Welcome to Andy, Are You Okay? The AJFFL Fantasy Football Weekly Recap Podcast. Welcome, guys, to another episode. I hope that y'all are doing well. I hope that uh, your your families are healthy and your lives are going smoothly as we head into the holiday season and the end of the year. I miss seeing you guys. I've loved getting to talk to y'all individually uh, with each of these episodes and love our guests that we have today. Um, in, in, in spite of being near the bottom of the league, uh, Steve Zaytun has had a lot of bad luck, uh, and, and he really has managed to not be the low scorer on any given week. He has a pretty respectable points for total on the whole this season, but this week was his week to be down at the bottom uh, and to be the special guest on the episode, so really enjoyed my conversation with Steve. I got a little bit of a crazy week this week, and so I'm going to go quickly through the uh, scoring uh, highlights. Uh, but just to give you guys a little preview of what's to come for the rest of the season on the podcast next week, I'm going to do a, uh, a rankings review. Uh, probably won't have a guest next week. I'm going to do an extended rankings review. And I'm, I think I'm also going to try to do a draft review. Uh, 10 weeks in, we're going to go back. We're going to look at how each team drafted, good decisions they made, bad decisions they made, maybe assess different draft strategies. And hopefully it'll be something that informs you and your team for how to draft and manage better in the future. So that should be a fun episode. Uh, Since I took week six off, I'll probably take week 12 off and then we'll have week 18 off. That seems like a good cadence. Uh, And then coming back in week 13, we should only have at that point, I think one guest left. We should have eliminated every person uh, in terms of uh, low score to guest on the podcast And so I got something special planned for, I think, week 13 or 14, whatever that week is, as we head into the playoffs. So keep an eye out for some special episodes coming up. Uh, Hey, tough week for me. Koopa Cup AI aberration. uh, Second lowest score just ahead of Steve with 83 points. And I lost to Casey and hurt so good, 95 to 83. Uh, And Casey turning things around this week, getting a couple of wins, uh, which is good for his team, good for his uh, playoff hopes. Yeah, my team is, is on a little bit of a skid here. I'm in a little bit of a trouble. Uh, Austin's team, all, uh, in spite of winning last week, uh, Patrick Mahomes and um, Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs just have, have been a little sluggish the past couple of weeks. And so Austin endured his first loss of the season to David. Uh, close match, 94 to 91. But David edges out Austin, uh, thereby pulling first place down a little bit. And David moves into a tie for second place. So great job, David. You have to imagine better days are ahead for Austin. Just a little bit of a low-scoring week across the board this week with one notable exception. Uh, Ryan also with one of his first losses of the season. Uh, maybe a little bit of karma here. You know, Tracy, I, I think rightly, was, uh, was, was calling us out and calling me out in particular for slandering his Brees Hall trade. But that trade has looked pretty good. For Tracy through two weeks uh, and Tracy on the back of a good performance from Gus Edwards and many other players. He's the high scorer on the week, uh, 124 to 90, uh, defeating Ryan, who he traded Brees 
too. Ryan's still tied for second, still one of the best teams in the league, but Tracy's sitting there at eight and 10 and could very easily make it into the playoffs. So keep up the good work, Trace. Got like that you got a little bit of a chip on your shoulder about that trade. And hey, hey, prove us wrong, man. Prove us wrong. Power into those playoffs. Uh, Chuck with, I think, the second week in a row getting a win. And he's just got to, he's got to kind of chip away here a little bit, try to get wins where he can. And he beat Steve 83 to 80. Uh, not a great week for either one of them, but uh, yeah, dad's got a few wins in a row. And Steve, as we're going to talk about in our conversation, he just, he can't get a week where his running backs and his receivers are all on the same page. He's getting consistently good performances from Josh Allen, uh, but he just can't seem to get a week where everybody uh, scores well. And he needs Justin Jefferson to come back if he's going to have any chance, but it may be too late. I don't know if he is technically mathematically eliminated from the playoffs yet, but if, if he's not there yet, he's getting close. Hey, speaking of a battle for the playoffs, a, a game with huge implications here. Uh, Tyler and Saudi Fantasy Fund defeats Patrick and changes in yarditudes, uh, 113 to 106. And got, hey, guys, don't look now, but Tyler is, is steadily climbing up the rankings after a really, really tough start to the season. Tyler has strung together a number of good weeks. And this is just like my good friends, Tyler, in, in my whole life, the entire time that I've known him. He's just... He's a solid performer in everything that he does. When we were in high school together, he won Mr. Best All Around. And yeah, just once again, in spite of all the odds being stacked against him at the beginning of the season, he is climbing the ranks and quietly trying to sneak in. He doesn't want anybody to notice, but I see you, Tyler. I notice what you're doing. and We're playing each other this week, man. So bring it on, brother. And then finally, uh, Zan, again, after a, a couple of tough weeks in a row, he gets another win this week, 88. 285. I uh, don't think that he quite cleared the median, uh, but he beats Jamie. Uh, and, and, and Jamie, after looking like one of the best teams in the league at the beginning of the season, has just had a tough time. Hard to figure out Tua, hard to figure out Miami, hard to figure out Jamie's team. But Zan back on stable footing as he looks to make that last push for the playoffs. Hey guys, with the exception of really one or two teams, um, everybody has a chance to sneak into the playoffs. And that's all you have to do. Look at what happened to Zan last year. He got in in the last playoff seed and then he dominated everyone through the playoff run and got himself that championship. So don't give up. Uh, keep fighting. Uh, I think the trade deadline is coming up soon. And so if you need to shore up a weakness on your team, you got to do that. It might even be this week. So look to make some trades. Uh, look to get solid where you need to get solid uh, and push into the playoffs. We're going to have a a tough, a tough fight on our hands for any of us other than Austin and Ryan and David to get up there and strike at the top, uh, the top seating in that championship. It looks like Austin and Ryan, two strong teams and David right there with them. Uh, but maybe one of us can get in there and, and then pull off an upset, pull off a surprise. Love you guys. Miss you guys. Talk to you in coming weeks. And now we're on to our special guest. All right, welcoming into the Andy, are you okay? Studio, our low score of the week. Uh, a man who started the season in a really promising way, uh, and it has fallen off in a major way the last couple weeks, and for good reason, I think. Uh, also, one of my favorite members of the league, the league mom, the host of our draft every year, a great man, an important member of this league, Steve Zaytun. Steve, are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you from the cellar. <laughs> From the literally from the bottom of the basement, talking to me. Steve's in last place right now. I think it's telling for your season. I mean, you're in last, but you're not the lowest scorer 
uh, on the season overall. And you've managed to avoid being on this podcast for almost for like nine weeks. So it's been a lot of bad luck for you. It's not all bad luck, but a lot of bad luck. Well, the one constant that I've had all year is Josh Allen. And I'm very happy about that. He's had one bad game, but yeah. he's he's been my leader. And I know Austin's got Mahomes and all that. But, you know, Josh is steady. Yeah. The rest of my team, I've just had trouble. It's like being a bowl of spaghetti. <laughs> just not sure which noodle to pull out this week. But plus I've had some injuries. Yeah, well, let's start. Let's start there. I mean, let's start with the elephant in the room, which is you, Justin Jefferson was your first pick, and not only your first pick, but the first pick overall. And until he got injured, you, you I think, were on a path for the the playoffs. And I don't think you've you've won since he went out, and that's difficult to overcome. I mean, he's arguably the most important player in fantasy. Period. So that was a tough tough loss for you, man. Yeah, I was I was uh, sad about that, but then I've. I've had a couple of others that I've picked that have been, uh, you know, tried to to go in and draft out that had just haven't performed. You know, I was I was hoping that um, James Cook, for example, mm-hmm. it's been good, but he's not been great. It's just been tough all around. One player I had this week that was in, he was in, and then all of a sudden he was out. I didn't have time to get him get him replaced. Well, that yeah. Yeah, K.J. Osborne about got his head knocked off like the second play of the game. So that one's, I mean, there's nothing you could do about that one. I do just want to say, Steve, I mean, Curtis Samuel, I think, was was pronounced out pretty early on. And, and had yeah. you um, gotten literally anyone else in your lineup, you would have won the game this week. So we can't just blame it all on, on bad luck. And, you know, the, I've got some work to do tomorrow uh-huh. to um, shuffle the deck and see what I can come up with for this week. You just had, you've had a lot of bad luck, man. You've had a lot of bad luck. I don't think you've had a week all season where your running backs and your wide receivers played well at the same time. Like you've had a week, like this week, Najee played really well for you. Last week, he probably scored four points. You know, you just, yeah, your team's just all over, all over the map. And there's not much you can do about that. I, I do want to say this, and I'm very proud of my team that, I'm undefeated against the Hague brothers. <laughs> That's true, man. That's true. You're the you're you're the uh, Hague kryptonite. That's good, man. <laughs> I hope they're listening. I'm sure they will be. Yeah. So the, 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 you heard it here first, guys. The Hagues cannot beat Steve Zaytoon. Never have been able to. Never will be able to. So, good luck, losers. And you know the um, my game uh, week seven. I was so close. Yeah, you you've had a lot of it probably. Closest point differential over the course of the whole season. You're like the Minnesota Vikings of our league, uh, where you either lose by three points or win by three points. And who knows, man? Maybe maybe you string a little streak here together and you don't end up in the bottom of the rankings. I think your team is, is still up there. Last week's result against Ryan Howe was just embarrassing. Ryan's been embarrassing us all this season. He's, he he's beat really me about good. 50 last week. He's yeah. He and Austin both, the Howe brothers, are going to be uh, tough to take out this year well this is a great moment to transition steve because i think um what ryan and austin both had in common this season and they don't do it every season but they i i distinctly remember both of them doing this this year is they came into the draft with a clear plan they had a plan for their draft uh, and so in some ways they're the polar opposite of how you seem to come into the draft i guess i wonder when when you added tony 
this year as your co-drafter, how, how do you um, look back on that decision now? Here's the thing. <laughs> Tony had just come in. He's in a league with his son, Moss, and he had just come from that draft. Mm-hmm. And so he, he, I was hoping he would bring some of that wisdom with him. Uh-huh. But he, he did, like you said early on, he drafted with his heart, not his head. I mean, that's one of the things I love about Tony. That's one of the things I love about you and and Tracy. You guys are, I mean, just a a lot of the men that I find myself loving and looking forward to spending time with are are big heart guys. But I wonder if if having two heart-oriented friends drafting together actually worked out well for you guys. All right, so so tell me what the Howe brothers do. How do, what is their mentality when they go into this draft? Well, okay, yeah, we're going to have, a, in a couple of weeks, I'm going to do an episode that, that's going to be a draft review. We're actually going to go look back at all the draft results and, and give some thoughts. But but in short, I would say, and this applies not just to you, a lot of, there are other members of our league that need to hear this. It was clear that like Austin looked at, what is my draft position going to be? Who are the players that I'm likely going to be considering there? And then he looked four or five rounds out and he said what what do i want to do from that position like james cook i don't think that was a bad pick for you uh and he looked good for like the first four or five weeks of the season uh and he's still going to have good games that wasn't a bad pick but tony wanted to take james cook about three rounds earlier than you needed to take him so it's when when you when you got your eye on these guys that you've sort of taken a liking to taken a shine to and and, and you reach for them four or five rounds early. You can do that once or twice, but when you do that over the course of a whole draft, that's what really messes you up. But man, I'm you know what the thing is, Steve. I I love having you in this league. I'm not exaggerating when I say that one of my favorite parts of this league is getting to see you, to sit on your porch, to talk to you every year, and and just reconnect. And, and you know, I'm hesitant to try to quote unquote fix anyone in this league because I think we have such a good dynamic. Uh, and at the same time, I have a deep desire for you to get yourself a championship. I think, I think you deserve that. You got to believe that you deserve it's it. It's not a championship. At least get into the, the top tier playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> man, look, man, you would have made the playoffs this year. If not for the Justin Jefferson thing, you, you were sitting there in the kind of the middle of the pack. And yeah, it's, so, so this season we're calling it just a tough, uh, a lot of tough luck, a lot of tough luck this season. I think there are little little management changes that you could make, like Justin Jefferson. I've messaged the league three or four times. We have an IR slot on our bench, so you could move Justin Jefferson into that IR slot and add one more player to your bench. It's it's little things like this, Steve, that are going to be the difference maker that are going to push you over the top. Yeah, but you're you're right. I just need a little more focus on midweek adjustments. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm not really gifted like the rest of the league is, and you know, maybe it's because I'm I'm out you know doing real stuff you know, <laughs> and I'm trying to be a professional and I'm trying to 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 work with individuals in their world as opposed to hovering over my my phone trying to figure out who do I put in this spot? <laughs> that's probably that might be it, man. I need a tight end. Where are the tight ends? <laughs> you're the you're you're the, you're the maybe the least successful member of our league historically, and arguably the most successful member of like society and and the marketplace. <laughs> you know, there could be there could be a correlation there. <laughs> 
It's very humbling, Trip. Very humbling. You, you, you need this space to humble you every year, Steve, because you're really, you know, you're flourishing everywhere else. And yeah, I, t- I take this with my with the knowledge of knowing that I'm part of something greater, and that's the Annie Jones League, and I love that. That's right. You carry that with you no matter what, man. And I and I I do think when you when you brought Tony through the door this year at the draft, I just had the thought like, man, Steve. He, he just understands the dynamic of this league. That was the perfect guy to bring into this space, the perfect friend to add to this group. So, yeah, I, I think. Well, uh, the fact that he and Chuck Smith are so close and, and of course, Tracy is, you know, close to all of us. But I just felt good to bring him in, you know. Yeah. And, uh, but I won't do it next year. <laughs> no, no, but, no, man, I'm, I'm glad I, I consider him. He, he's he's in. He's in now. He can sort of backseat co-manage with you and just show up at the draft every year, and we'll be happy to have him there. So, speaking of that trip, I'm I'm truly honored to be included because I know the history of this of this league and uh, how you all you guys grew up together. And I didn't grow up with y'all. I did watch y'all grow up, but I didn't grow up with y'all. And it's just truly an honor to be included, and and um, I thank you for that. Well, thanks for saying that, man. Yeah, and I do think. Um, I mean, you know, I can remember growing up and being at tailgates and various events and seeing others. My dad's friend, Mr. Steve, Mr. Zaytoon, and, um, and and I can I always look back on this sort of subset of my dad's friends that were the guys that I felt like, oh, that guy really likes me. And even though I'm nine years old, I can I can talk to him. He's going to say hi to me. He's going to be friendly to me. And you, you know, you were always one of the guys near the top of that list. And I know you've been a faithful friend to my dad and to Tracy and, and to many others. And so now to consider you one of my good friends because of the experience that we have in this league and just getting to text with you throughout the year and see you at least once a year, if not more, I'm thankful for that too, man. So, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Trip. I appreciate that. I mean, give us, you know, I think I, I have an idea of it. I know me and Austin are a little bit aware, but just give us kind of the elevator pitch version of how, how, how you met Tracy uh, how you met my dad, just how, how you're connected with these guys, just so we have a little bit of the backstory there. Well, the, the the way, 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 way back story is I was the counselor at Camp Seagull in 1978. Oh, man. And Tracy Howe was one of the first other counselors I met. From that moment forward, we never unlocked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's like a coupling of a railroad car. We'd lo- we locked and we never unlocked. And, you know, bring that forward out of the blue. Here he is in Cary starting a why. You know, thankfully, I was in, in a position to be on that team with, and Tony was part of that team and Dick Ladd and that crowd to bring the Cary why into, into being. And the funny thing about Tony is I met Tony through my dad, my dad being the consummate salesman going into buildings and walking into offices, introducing himself when we moved our business to carry from Raleigh mm. and he walks into this, you know, three man engineering firm and introduces himself. And Tony says, well, you know, told a little bit about him that he had a son one year old. And my dad says, well, my son has a son one year old. <laughs> so we got to uh, meet Moss and Matt grew up together and, and Tony and I've grown up together. Now, by the way, that three man engineering firm is now almost 350 Right. People in that firm and bears his name that he's uh, built a legacy here. So and then I met Chuck, Chuck's brother, your uncle Ron, was at UNC. That's right. That's right. My college roommate, Dave McNeil, 
was good friends with Fritz. Uh, that's what we called him. And so I met Chuck through that avenue. It's just, it's all, like I said earlier, it's just, you can't unconnect these connections. So that's how I've known your dad. Of course, got to know you and your two sisters and excited about your sister getting married. And that's going to be a great, great event. Was I supposed to tell that? No, you can tell that. Yeah, this may be the, um, that might be the official announcement for this group of people, but, but the news is out there. Yeah, Corey's getting married. A lot of people said it would never happen. It's happening. Very happy for her. But anyway, back to the connections. It's just, it's been a great ride for me. I, I moved to Cary in 1970. You know, 4,800 people in Cary when I moved here. <laughs> now there's 190,000. But it's always felt like a small town to me. And it's mainly because of relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a huge part of my life is just maintaining relationships. And I love that. Well, thanks for sharing that, man. And yeah, I, I love that about you. I really admire you for a lot of different reasons. I think you have the gift of, of hospitality and unfolding. But yeah, man, I would just love to emulate the way that you draw people into relationship with yourself. And I know I, I don't, I'll never be as good at it as you are. It's a, a natural, it's a gift. It's a spiritual gift for you. But, um, and man, yeah, I just love the, um, it's just so cool how your story, Tracy's story, my dad's story is kind of this uh, intertwining of the story of Carrie uh, and the YMCA and, and Young Life and y'all's various businesses that have grown over the course of the last 50 years. I mean, I, I, I love well, that. Well, the best part about Trip also is the, the kids. Right. <laughs> That's right. I've got equal or better relationship with you kids than I do with your dads. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, I love that. I love our league. I love the guys in our league. They're all great men and, and they know what it takes to be a father. Those that have kids and it's just you know, it's beyond description. It really is, man. I, I have peers, I have buddies who I know don't really have a relationship with a man that's outside of plus or minus three years of age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I just think multi-generational friendship, having friend, being friends with older men, being friends with younger men, just different life stage friendships. Uh, is It's hard to overstate the value of those sorts of relationships and, and you and Tracy and some of these guys who are second fathers to me can't can't overstate that. So, you know, Tracy is just he's just a special guy with this uh, the way his demeanor, how he he's a discerner. Mm-hmm. I love that about him that um, he discerns a lot of stuff before he speaks. He's maybe he's he's a thinker. Yeah, he he has a um, high EQ, a high relational discernment factor. That yeah, I mean that's a, I love that you and and Tracy and my dad are all and Doug Haig and David Myberg and uh, all you guys have different personalities. You know, you do it in different ways, uh, but you just model relationship and, and, and friendship so well for us. So you bring up David Myberg and um, Pat and his brother Grant. You know, we've kind of been close together with this uh, wood shop mm-hmm. that we have in the back door. That's kind of brought us together there. And uh, hopefully also will get back out there. Tracy started to come out a little bit. Tony's over there a lot. I was going to ask what the uh, the state of the, the Zaytun woodworking is. It's in full gear. It's just, there's something going on in there just about every week. Nice, man. Of course, now that David Myberg's retired, he's spending a lot more time there and he's, he's very gifted. Uh-huh. And uh, I just love the way he's methodically built stuff and he's very um, detail oriented. Um, he's definitely a guy that measures twice, maybe a hundred times before he cuts. 
he's just very, very good. And he's taught me a lot. Man, that's a cool space. I miss, I miss that space out there. I, obviously we can't get back now that we live in Charlotte, but also feel like I sort of evicted myself when my dog killed one of your neighbor's chickens. I felt like that was, <laughs> that was kind of the end. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. She didn't actually kill the chicken, but when there wasn't a, uh, a feather left on, on honey, the hens, uh, backside, <laughs> that was our last visit to the, to interesting, the workshop. So. Interesting. <laughs> You know, my, my wife has a saying, you can be either interesting or interested. I love it about this cast of characters on our team, uh, not a team in our league. They're all interested. Mm. They're always wanting to know about you. Yeah. Not trying to tout what's going on with them. That's a real gift. Is um, I give Austin a lot of credit when he and I sit down for coffee and stuff. He, he immediately shifts everything to asking me questions which is a very good trait. Remember, be interested, not interesting. That's great advice, man. I think C.S. Lewis has a little line at the end of his chapter in Mere Christianity on Pride, where he says something like, when you meet, if you ever meet a truly humble person, your first thought isn't going to be, that person's really humble. It's going to be, that person was really interested in getting to know more about me. And yeah, I think we have a lot of people who, are, are humble and loving enough to be interested in others. With that in mind, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, this isn't about me. No, this is your time, man. This is your time. We come on here. We lambast you about your terrible fantasy football team, and then we build you back up and, and just love and, and, uh, and friendship and telling you how much we like you. So that's that's the point of this. Don't don't turn it around on me. Well, this is also the, uh, the, the earliest that we've ever recorded an Annie Jones podcast and my two little toddlers are going to wake up here any minute, so I'm going to have to go. But um, well, not only is it early for you, I'm I'm calling you from my remote studio in New Orleans. Are you really? Yeah, we're down here with um, Ray from Ray's Restaurant. Oh, nice man. Me and Tony and a couple other guys. To he grew up here, so we're just kind of walking around with him, looking at all his haunts and eating some fantastic meals with some people that he knows. Oh, and, I bet. It's been a lot. We're coming back tomorrow, but it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, you kind of buried the lead there. What a fun trip to do that with him, get him to be kind of your... Well, we were here Sunday when the Saints and the Bears were playing, uh-huh. and that was a big a big deal. Uh-huh. Of course, the Saints won, so that was pretty fun watching all that down in the French Quarter. Fun, man. Did y'all get down there on Sunday? or? Yeah, we came down Sunday morning. Oh, well, dude, so you've got an excuse for not checking your lineup. You shouldn't, you shouldn't have been checking your lineup if you're doing that. I'm going to win this week. Looks like there's a chance so uh, Justin Jefferson may practice this week, so maybe he'll come back for you. But the, I mean, the last thing I want to ask you is just to try to always end the podcast this way. Is just how, yeah, how are you doing? How's Lisa? Is there anything we can be praying for you guys about? Anything you're excited about that you want to uh, share with the league? Praying for Lisa because her father just passed away. As a matter of fact, he died on Friday the 13th. Mm. And her mother's struggling, so please pray for that. She, Lisa is such a loving daughter. You know, she was, she's the baby and she's spent the most time with her parents. She didn't get married till she was 47. So she was very much Mm -hmm. around them quite a bit. So pray for her and her mother's transition is going to be, I think short to get her to independent living in a place where she has community because she was married 57 years to Mr. Macko. Um, excitement wise, I've been getting to spend a lot of time with my grandkids, mm. both in Charlotte and here in Raleigh, and just looking forward to hopefully seeing them over the holidays and 
that's about it. You know, it's it's different life when you're 66 from when you're 36, but it's a it's a different in a good way. Your perspective is just so much different. We all know the chain's getting shorter. We've all had some friends pass away in our in my life, and actually I've been to four funerals since September 1st, and it's no fun. But uh, if you believe Father Dan, our priest, he says you can be sad, but hey, they got there. And now we're over here. We're waiting to go. <laughs> that's right. He says, I'm a little bit jealous. Anyway, that's that's where I am right now. It's, it's, as Tony likes to say, it's all good. It's all good. Thanks for sharing that, brother. Yeah, we'll be praying for, for Lisa. I know that's, that's got to be hard, man. So, and for her mom. So I'm thankful for you, man. I'm thankful for you, Tripp. And you're, you're, this is cool that you know how to do this. I'm hoping you'll teach Tracy and me how to do it. And we're going to be setting up our own little podcast here coming after the first of the year. I'm passionate about podcasting, man. I'd love to advise you guys. I'd... Okay, my brother. Have a great day. And um, I look forward to seeing you on your next trip to Raleigh. Yeah, man. Yep. Can't wait to see you. Enjoy your uh, last few hours down there in NOLA. We'll see you soon. All right. Bye, bye.